Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Wednesday Night Live. This is uh, this is a special edition of Wednesday Night Live. I'm here in the war room. I'm here in the war room of the Father's Church, high above the sanctuary. I'm gathered with the angels and the Heavenly Father on the very outskirts of the Temple of the Tabernacle of Testimony, and we're delivering live at this time of warfare. How do you like them apples? We're really happy to be able to reach out to you tonight. Greetings to all of our Father's Church family and greetings to all of our Saints Network family from uh, so many places around the world. We're really happy to be able to talk about the blessing of the Lord. It's hard to believe that last week we were here in the midst of seminar mode and so many of you have been able to go back home. Uh, Julia is our last uh, resident, and uh, we're very thankful that she is here. She leaves tomorrow, so you may want to be praying for her. And, you know, I didn't keep track of when everybody was leaving. I was looking at people in front of me. I was getting texts from some folks on Sunday, and I mentioned them. But I'm just grateful to know everybody made it home. And forgive me if I didn't announce your triumphal departure. It's just because I didn't know it. And forgive me for that. But anyway, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Our congregation participated in a fivefold this uh, over this past hour. And um, thank you for praying. Um, I also um, think that it's a good thing to reiterate what we said on Sunday. We need to be giving thanks to the Lord for all the great things he's done. We're all well. We're all whole. We're all strong. The protection of our Father is with us, and we are lined up for, for blessing. And um, I just am grateful. So um, we are under a city ordinance, uh, calling it a, uh, you know, I forget what they're calling it. <laughs> I said it a little while ago. Stay in place. Stay in place. That's it. I almost said stand your ground. That sounds too biblical. And uh, so, but we're, we're continuing on. Our people are, are praying. They're laying claim to the victory of the Lord. We're doing Saturday prayer. We're, we're doing uh, Sunday prayer. In fact, uh, on the last uh, weekend of the month, for the past four months, we've been praying for West Virginia and Ohio and this gathering that is scheduled for June. This coming weekend is we're focusing on the spirit of of saintliness and holiness and what an apropos focus for the saints in this time. We're believing God is shaking this nation and um, we are not as those who have no hope. We are we're enthused I tell you, I, I just feel the exuberance of the Spirit. I feel strong, and I feel the might of the Father. And, um, you know, uh, you know, one thing I've learned from reading history, and especially, especially war, you don't go looking for a fight. You choose your battles. You choose the people who win battles choose their ground. And, you know, you, the greatest generals, you know, I, I'm, I'm down here in the South. I'm just speaking from a, from a military standpoint. Stonewall Jackson, Robert E. Lee, except for Gettysburg and Pickett's Charge, 
they generally chose their battles. They were usually outnumbered, out-equipped. They chose their battles. And, um, you know, God is great on the suddenly. And so I'm just looking for the breakthrough points that the Father is giving us. And they are, they are exceedingly abundantly around us. This is, this is low-hanging fruit. Uh-oh, I've got a call coming in from a spam person. Should I answer it? I won't. Um, you know, it's, forgive me for that. I've got my outline on my phone. That's why I have my phone up here. And people have been calling me throughout the day um, wanting this or that. And, you know, that's what a pastor does. So I just didn't have it turned on. Turn, I didn't have the, uh, the, the mute turned on. So we're going to pray this weekend, Wednesday night, live next week. Uh, we'll see what our assignment will be for the network. But this weekend, we're praying for West Virginia and Ohio, and we're believing that this, this uh, outbreak is going to be quelled here very soon. It's just going to be expunged, and it's going to be miraculously gone, done with. It has to be because it's blocking the flow of flight. You say, well, we'll keep on anyway. Yeah, that's great. Hope your arms are strong enough to paddle across the Atlantic. Or how are you going to get down to South America? If this thing isn't stopped, the airlines aren't going to fly, and we're not going to be able to go. I don't want to miss these appointments. So God knows their appointments. We're going to, we're going to make it. And um, so we're praying. We're believing God for a mighty move in West Virginia and Ohio in that region and um, for all of North America. And we're praying this weekend. So an assignment's going to be sent out to our church. If you want that, you can contact the interpretation group and they will send the assignment to you. So um, we're praying. And it's uh, holiness, saintliness this weekend. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Also, this coming Sunday is going to be Communion Sunday, so if you join with us, just be on, be on call that you got to have something to, uh, to partake. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I, uh, I went out the other day here, Whole Foods down here from 7 till 8 is reserved for senior adults. And so I didn't know that. Uh, well, actually, Debbie told me, but I was already planning to go to fill these water bottles at 7 o'clock. Well, I get there, and this place is like a geriatric ward. And I'm not making fun of senior adults because I'm a card-carrying one. But I walked through there, and I thought, man, you people look petrified. It's, it's like the March of the Living Dead in here. Liven up. You're not going to croak and keel over. And, you know, they kind of look at you like if you, you cross that six-foot barrier like you're going to give them cooties or something. Remember cooties? I do not understand his cooties. That's what we used to say when we were kids. If they, We'd say boys and girls, you know, they didn't want to be together because we're afraid they'd get cooties from the other. But anyway, I'm roaming through here, and I noticed that with the senior adults, they all come in the door, and then they just congest right there. So I busted and went all the way over to the other side, and I had the store to myself. And by the time I got over to the rest of the congestion you know i was done and i made it up to the checkout it's great i'm going to do that on friday before prayer but if you need to go out and uh, get some crackers and juice go do it 
But be ready for communion on Sunday. As you can tell, I'm pretty lively. I don't have anybody to look across the room and pick on. You know, Fran, I'd be lo- I'm looking over right where you sit right now. I'd be saying some of this stuff to you. I'd be saying, Fran, you and I need to go out when the senior adults meet at Whole Foods, and we need to show them how to really live. You know, we could do that. Uh, or I could look over and pick on somebody else. But anyway, um, it's good to be in the presence of the Lord. And uh, I think it's time to, uh, to go into the Word. So, um, this morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, which seems to be my wakey-wake time now when I am communing with the Father. Of course, the other day I woke up at 1 o'clock and at 3 o'clock and at 4.30, and every one of them was rich in the Lord. I mean, it's just, we own the night. This is great. I love it. And as you could tell, I'm not taking an afternoon nap. I'm wired. So something must be working. Oh, pastor, you need your rest. If you don't get your sleep, your immune system is not going to be up to par. Look, I am filled with immunity, diplomatic immunity. I'm an ambassador of the kingdom of God. You know, I think my immune system is trying to, to tamp me down right now. I'm, I'm ready to burst into flames. <laughs> I release the Spirit of the Lord to all of you. He's with you. He's with us. The fire of the Lord is upon us. And it's not the fever either. It's the fire of the Lord. So uh, we thank God for that. So anyway, this morning at 4 o'clock, I woke up. And I knew it was 4 o'clock after the event. I looked over and it was 4.05. So I figured that what I was doing, what I was seeing, how I was praying... Before I finally thought, what time is it? I looked over and it was 4.05. So this had to start at 4. I was sitting in a chair and I had this parchment piece of paper. I'd say it was a scroll, but it was just an old-timey looking piece of paper. And there was handwriting on it. And I was reading from Psalm 23. And I read, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. It was even written in the King James, which is kind of interesting if it had been in the niv or god forbid one of the you know one of those other bibles i'm not sure it would have had the same potency for me but anyway i i felt this is great i felt so enthused and i would just read that read that phrase and i began to pray in the spirit and i prayed in the spirit and i thanked the father for it and as i prayed in the spirit The vision or the dream, I guess it was a dream, ended. And at that point, I looked over and saw what time it was. So I knew that tonight we were supposed to look at Psalm 23. And particularly, I have to tell you, as I've looked into this, uh, there's some new things we're going to see here. So let's read Psalm 23. The Lord Yahweh is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Uh, For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Necham. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, 
My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Yahweh forever. Now, we're not going to look through this whole psalm. It's, it's magnificent. But we're going to pick up where it says, um, uh, I will fear no evil, for you're with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, thy rod and the staff is, is, is indicative. The rod is kind of like what you use for short order, and the staff signifies your authority. So it's kind of like, um, you know, a rhema and the logos. But those two together, however we want to say it, whether we say it's paleos and kainos or whatever we say as a scribe of the kingdom of heaven, um, the comforting is what we need to talk about because that's nakam. And that is often used. It's like what God said he created Noah to enjoy with him. It's what's used to say when God repented of something. It wasn't that he changed his mind, but it's basically that he ordained to do something and he had to pivot. He had to maneuver. Uh, he, he, he was not stuck in the mud. He, he transitioned. You know, the enemy threw up a roadblock and um, God just bypassed it. And this is something that comes through commune. It's something that we, we will, if we're listening to God, will gain a pathway to circumvent. Or really, it's not even about the enemy. God loves the suddenly. God loves to the journey. He loves to, to throw a, a, a wrinkle into the pathway so that we can have the thrill of, of transitioning and, and maneuvering a bit. And it's a wonderful thing. So the rod and the staff, your authority that God has given, that he has given you, and, or, or under the auspices of his authority, and the fresh word that comes, that rod, um, that, that is the way God is going to cause you to be able to outwit and to move in the suddenly. We certainly saw that last week. I was not expecting this, and God could have easily told us. But as I said in the filibuster, he chose not to, and I'm kind of glad he did. You know, it was awkward for me. It was, at times, stress tried to lay claim. And, you know, I was trying to hear from the Lord and trying to manage a skeleton crew of our church staff, uh, and, you know, the people, the lay ministers. Um, I, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying what I was trying to do. I was trying to keep us from being uh, uh, overwhelmed by... A code breaker. Do you know what? My daughter Kelly told me that the city of Dallas has set up a snitch line. And city of Dallas in the past few days have had 800 calls. 800 calls. You know, there's a lot of people that like to tattle. I've never liked those kinds of people. Oh, I love them in the Lord, but I never liked them. You know, there's some people that just like to squeal. Teacher! Ronnie's not paying attention. You know, work on your own salvation. What is that to thee, Jesus said to 
his disciples who wanted to know about John. But 800 and code enforcement and the city police had to go and and um, and uh, deal with those people. I think I can't remember, but I think about 200 of them got tickets. But the other 600 were just wastes of time. And in our neighborhood, you know what this neighborhood does? And I bless them. I love them. But they complained about our lawn care people blowing shards of mowed grass into the street, which every every lawn care in the city of Dallas, in Dallas County, does that. But every week we would have some Yahoo call our call our uh, you know our voicemail or call Ruby to complain, and they'd also call the police tattlers, accusers of the brethren. So if you don't think that we were being watched last week, think again. We had people doing witchcraft spells, tying things, throwing busted mirrors. Remember that? So my job was to deliver the goods, manage the thing, and to keep us out of hawk. So these there were suddenlies all over the place. And this is what we've got to become the objective is to accomplish the job. And if you can do it without loss of life, if you can do it without expending your supply, if you can do it and outwit the enemy, do it. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That is a good one. And, you know, look at the next one. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemy. Preparest the table. Preparest is a cool word. Because it, in it's, it's, the Hebrew word is used in modern Hebrew. And it's used to describe a dictionary or an editing process. Now, in the Old Testament, it was regularly used to describe a battle array. It would describe the formation of the armies of the Lord. And so when God prepares a table, a table just means a feast, Nothing mystical about that. It means that, you know, you've got a spread in front of me. But he prepares battle alignment, very meticulously planned, this table in the what? In the presence of the enemy. This is our old friend that is pronounced uh, Sarar or Tsar, T-S-A-R. And I talked about how... um, I firmly believe, for all you etymologists out there, I firmly believe that when the Eastern um, Church split from the Western Church and the Eastern Church went up into the, the regions that then became Russia, the Baltic countries, a lot of these words from the Hebrew and the, old, and the Greek became part of their Cyrillic dialects. And so the Tsar of Russia was the one who was at the top in the flow of all of the governmental peace, the one that was at the top, the narrowest, the place where, as Truman said, the buck stops. That's what the Tsar was. And so this, this word, Tsar, is, um, is a word that means the enemy comes and he tries to bottleneck you. The enemy comes and he tries to gum up the works, and he brings uh, his chief lieutenants 
to try to stop what God is doing. You're moving through the valley of the shadow of death. God has put you into battle array, and God has caused there to be a table in the very alignment of the enemy forces. Isn't that cool? And and the, the thing is that God brings us that table. If you don't know by now that this saints movement is being targeted, you better wake up. And I'm not afraid of it. I'm following the rod and staff of the Lord. I'm trying to hear his suddenlies. I'm trying to be a representative of the kingdom of heaven. I'm trying to be the touch point of the stelos of God, the pillar that welcomes the kingdom of God to earth from the temple. And I'm trying to be that way. And bless God, my people are doing that. And the Saints Network, who stands as a mighty army, in hand in hand with all of us as saints, we're doing it. And so God has put us in battle array. Yeah, it looks like we are, we're hemmed in. It looks like we are blocked. But God's prepared that table. And the end result is that we're breaking through. Uh, we are having our head anointed with oil and our cup is running over. This is kind of like the anointing for promotion. You know, when your head's being anointed with oil, you're either being made into a king or a prophet or giftings that you have been to themed with are being activated. You are baracking, you're kneeling before God, and you're being, you're being promoted after the victory. And that comes right after this verse that God showed me in the middle of the night. I think that's where we are right now. In fact, I know that's where we are. Dreams dictate our purpose. And this is what God has said. And our cup runs over. We should be looking for the sevenfold blessing. We should be giving thanks and laying claim to the things that God has given us. You know, the enemy thinks that he stopped us. He thinks that he stopped this message. He's, he's put this virus out there and people are afraid. They're fearful. They're, they're, you know, all masked out and they're just petrified. But in the midst of that, we're moving in agape. We're moving in the blood of Jesus. We're laying claim to the victories that God has placed before us. The enemy has put his version of the, the Strait of Thermopylae, the, those, those Spartans blocking the, 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 the hordes from the east. But we're, we're overcoming him. <laughs> we're breaking through. The table of the Lord is with us. He's promoting his people. He's giving us a cup that is running over. The cup usually represents an assignment. Our assignment has gained victory and it is running over. It's wonderful. So then it ends. Certainly, don't call me Shirley. Surely goodness and mercy, the tobe and the chesed of God, that, that purpose of God and the ongoing communique with him are being communicated as we pass through the land. They're following us all the days of our life. Why? Because we're citizens of heaven. We're dwelling in the house of God's plan forever. So think about this. Why did God show this in the middle of the night? Well, 
This is where we are. We are in battle formation. We are, you know, our, our people here in Dallas are standing their gap in their houses, in their apartments, wherever they live. I spoke with Pastor Fulton the other day, and um, the, he's sequestered up there in New York City, and he's having a great time in the Lord. He joined with us in seminar, praying, receiving words from God. Turn this unique thing into the victory. <laughs> Don't lament it. You're, you're being paid to stay home. The government is voting right now to add more money into your pocket. Oh, what's it doing to the to the budget? I don't care. <laughs> I'm not I'm not the chancellor of the exchequer. I know our country is in debt, but what can we do about it? You know, pray, seek the Lord, study him, enjoy this space God's giving you. You're going to be getting money from the government to do it. How great is that? Pray and seek the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Oh, what about this plague? It's not coming nigh you. Don't worry about it. Be smart. Don't be an idiot. Idiotus, that's a Greek word. Oh, I don't want my kid to hear it. Well, if they start speaking Greek words, your kid is well ahead of the curve, believe me. But, you know, don't don't be idiotic. Take Take your precautions. You know, and some people gain umbrage at that. At the same time, you know, I know a lot of you, you lather up with all kinds of oils. What's that about? I mean, you must be trying to protect yourself from something. So just be wise. As Pastor Fabian said, wear your seatbelt and um, believe the Lord. I'm, I'm happy in the Lord, as you don't, can't tell by now. You know, I was looking at other passages of Scripture where the enemy tries to come and block, and I was directed to Psalm 22, 2 Samuel 22, and of course, you know, this is a passage we, we referenced on Sunday. But, you know, the sorrows of hell, verse 5, compassed me. It That means to surround or to revolve around. The snares of death, noose, a noose of death prevented me or tried to block my way. And in my distress, I called upon Yahweh and cried to Elohim. And he heard my voice out of his temple and my cry did enter into his ears. And then the rest of that is just glorious. You need to read it for yourself. We have a lot, many more miles to go before this broadcast is over. But that's Second Samuel 22, beginning at verse 5. And... Um, I, I am so grateful to God that out of his temple, the Lord heard the cry. Do you know how busy the temple of the tabernacle of testimony is right now? We've been focusing a lot on the thesaurus. We, we did have an activation uh, in the TTT. I would advise you to know that that place is busy. Now, the Father took me into a place in a positioning in heaven during that prayer time that um, I don't ever remember enjoying before. It, it was a wonderful thing. And I know God's with us. I know he's using us. It, it's such a comfort to be under the shadow of the Almighty. But the temple 
is functioning in a great way. You know, when this page turned uh, into the into this latest uh, dispensation of the timing of the end, that place kicked into overdrive. And the Lord is watching over what's going on there. And um, he's 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 not lost sight of you. So read that passage during the midst of your paid government time. Um, now, I'm going to talk, too, about the secret place, because God is really sharing a lot of precious insights to us at this time. You know, part of our cup running over is him regaling us with the good things that he's doing. And a lot of them have been hidden to this point, and he is revealing them to us now. Write these verses down. Deuteronomy 29, verses 28 and 29. Yahweh rooted them out of their land in anger and in wrath and in great indignation and cast them into another land as it is this day. The secret things belong unto Yahweh our Elohim, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. It sounds a lot like the thesaurus, doesn't it? God's fulfilling the words of this law. The secret things belong to him, but when he reveals these things unto and through us, it becomes a heritage for us. So the secret there is ours. Amos 3, 7 Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophets. You know what I'm doing right now, don't you? I'm having a sip out of my, out of my orange Yeti of some fine brew from the Keurig. You know, I had to fan that thing down. You folks drank so much coffee last week, it was just... It was hot. I'm telling you, it was hot. So it breathed a sigh of relief, but just in time, I got some coffee, and I'm enjoying it right now. Now, if you don't believe in prophets, as some denominations don't, and if you don't believe that God's revealing anything new because you have it all at your disposal, this verse probably isn't for you. But for us who are prophetically inclined and for us who do believe that God is still in the business of revealing from his living word, these secret things are things that God is sharing with us. And what he's doing right now before it hits the mainstream, he is going to reveal what he's doing. Now, he did reveal to us what he was doing before this seminar. He told us that he was going to cause this seminar to be the most important one we've ever known. He told us that we would be changed through this seminar more than when the time of the very beginning of this movement. So he told us that. He told us to fast. He told us to seek his face. He told us to wait upon him. We did all those things, and he was faithful to do all of them. What he didn't do 
was tell us beforehand that he was going to Nacham in the middle at the beginning of the seminar. And we were going to circumvent and circumnavigate circum, uh, circum, uh, the enemy. And we've done that. So our cup is running over. We've been anointed with oil. We're being empowered. But, but God is now revealing these things. And we need to stay close to him to know what he's saying. Psalm 81, verse 7. 81, 7. You called in trouble and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I proved you at the waters of Meribah, which means to quarrel or strife. That was when Moses was at the rock. Selah. It's that secret place of thunder. We've studied that with the voices, thunders, lightnings, earthquakes. That dwelling place where God is, is empowering the lightning, empowering the suns. We go there through contrition on the winds of the Spirit. It's a secret place where God speaks his secrets. Psalm 91, verse 1. He that dwells in the secret place of El Elyon, which is the high places, will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I believe that in that temple activation we did, God allowed me to sit at his feet, sit at the throne and look out. I I've, I've just was amazed by that. And I know that his shadow is upon us. We are moving into the high places right now. And um, the secret belongs to the Lord. Isaiah 45, verses 1 through 3. Thus says Yahweh to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue, subdue nations before him. I'll loose the loins of kings, one of Ken's favorite verses, to open before the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass, cut in sunder the bars of iron, and I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, Yahweh, which call you by your name, am the God of Israel. Wow. Treasures of darkness? Yeah, we talked about that, wrote about it for this seminar. Didn't get a lot of time to teach on it, but it's there. Study it for yourself out of those new materials that were written. But also the hidden riches of the secret places. There's a difference between those two. I know that the treasures of darkness are things that God has ordained from the foundation of the world to be turned to light. But the secret things, they belong to God. Those are the here a little, there a little. We must wait on God, meditate on Him, and receive those in this hour. Now, Matthew 6, verses 1 through 18. Oh, my goodness, this is a long one. Uh, just just read that. Read that for yourselves. But I'm going to touch, about, touch some of this. Um, here, Matthew 6... Um, Verse 4, do your alms in the cryptos, secret, and your father which sees in secret himself shall reward you openly. 
When you pray, don't be as the hypocrites. They have the reward. Verse 6, but when you pray, enter into your closet. We talked about that. That's the place where your treasures are in the house. It's hidden. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. When you pray, don't, don't use vain repetitions. Use the prosuke. Don't be so intent upon what every prophet in the land is now saying. You've got a direct line to your Father. Who would you rather listen to? Listen to Him. And then you go into the Lord's Prayer, Our Father which art in heaven. Wonderful, wonderful things. And then it says, uh, When you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that you do not appear unto men to fast, but unto your Father, which is in secret. And your Father, which sees in secret, will reward you openly. Now, why does it say this? We've talked about this before. Um, you know, when it's talking about giving of alms and uh, it talks about not having the, the one hand know what the other one does. What, is, what does that mean? Well, you know, I should have one of you, if, if you were here right now, I could say, tell me what that means. You should know what that means. Um. The left and the right work together, but we must have the prophetic and we must have the timing of the Lord for fulfillment. And one of those two are going to be working at the same time. No, one of, these, one of those two are going to come together for the fulfillment, but you are... You are moving in either the prophetic or the fulfillment, and the selah's in the middle. You've got to find that secret place in God, and uh, He will, He will speak to you. You know, so if you, if you, I, I'm hearing like 15 different voices right now. I'm sorry if I seem confused. It's like the Spirit is so excited about this. There's a vibrancy in it, and. Um, you really need to study this and go point by point uh, on this. But don't lament the fact that you are in your, in your, in your house. Don't, don't lament the fact that you are having to pray at home. Your Father, which sees you in secret, has let you be there. Utilize it. Utilize it. And, and let, uh, let the Lord... Speak to you. This is a wonderful opportunity. It's not a. It's not a punishment. It's 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 not that. Seek the Lord. I'm praying at home, but I'll just be real honest with you. I said all the things that I do when I'm coming up here to look at the facility, get the get the mail, check what bills need to be paid, yada yada yada. But I don't want this place to be that's so active in the spirit realm. I don't want it to be without the voice of the one who's supposed to be the leader here. So I'm here because I need to represent our calling. And I'll do that as long as I'm allowed and as long as the Lord, I guess I'm technically not supposed to be doing it, but I'm here anyway. All right, Matthew 13, 35. 
that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. And the last verse we're going to look at this evening is Romans 16, verses 25 through 27. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, there's the Apocalypsis and the Mysterion, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. This is an amazing thing. Um, how many times do we have to be told in Scripture that there are secrets that are being revealed to the people of God? Things that were hidden from the foundation of the world that God is opening up for us. I, I just know that um, we've got to We've got to press in into the secret place. God showed us that he has, um, he has prepared a table before us. He has meticulously aligned us in battle formation, and we're breaking through. Uh, there's a table of great, of great intricate meat and delectable things that God has placed there. The enemies tried to bottleneck and and uh, brought his strategies, but God is breaking through. You're being promoted, the oil upon your head, and your cup of fulfillment is running over. And, um, you know, his rod and his staff those two are in you're in commune with God in that Necham. You know, sometimes people got confused. We've studied about this. How could God repent of something? Does it mean he made a mistake? Heavens no, that's not what it means. He 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 is gonna fulfill what he said. But if you look down on that mess of flesh in Noah's day, it repented of him that the plan went so far awry. It wasn't him that made the plan go awry. It was those people. And he was making an adjustment to fulfill the plan. That's all God's doing. We just need to stay frosty and listen to him and look for the secret place. And again, don't let your left hand know what your right hand does. Don't get antsy. Don't think, we got to do something. We got to move. I'm, go I'm going to bring fulfillment. I'm telling you, I'm going to do something. I don't like this. I'm going to act right now. D don't let your left hand confuse what you're prophetically driven to do. That's 6-3. And there will be a time when the left hand gets to move. But don't let it overcome the fullness of the prophetic. This secret place is wonderful. It's 
Right now, we're knowing both things. Plowman is overtaking the reaper. We are gaining boatloads of treasures right now, insights. Process them. Seek the Lord. But we're also plowing ahead into the new. I'm trying to receive these things, and I'm looking, Father, okay, how do you, uh, what do you need us to be proclaiming? What prosukes are you showing us in partnership with you that we need to be declaring into May and into June and into July and into the months that, that, that come with all the appointments you're given? What do we need to be doing in the heavens? These are wonderful things. And these are things that God is bringing forth for us. So I encourage you, wherever you may be, to use these days as a gift from God. Don't, you know, keep up with the changing restrictions that the government's throwing out there. But don't follow that stuff. Don't, uh, as your daily bread and meat. I mean, they're just saying the same things over and over again. Be wise, but the best thing you can do is be seeking the Lord. And um, that's where the Father, that's what the Father's looking at right now. You know that. You're going to your secret place. And the Father's seeing you there and he's rewarding you. Listen to him. We, we put forth on Sunday suggesting that you seek the Lord seven times a day as David did. You know, walk with Elohim. Seek him all through the day. But take advantage of this. And um, yeah, I know you're going to take a break and you may read or you may watch something on TV or in the internet. I don't know what you're doing. But, you know, there's two things that I, I, I am not being besieged by the opinions of a bunch of people. God is saying so many things right now. I want to hear him. I think maybe God's telling you to go to the door of the cave and wrap your mantle around your head and listen to him. Um, I bless other voices, but I want to hear from God. What do you want to be? Do you want to be somebody that's always following some other army, or do you want to find your place in the preparest, in in that alignment of the of the armies of the Lord? I want to be that. I want to be, as Amos said, I want to be hearing the secrets of my father before he does a thing. And you're not going to do it. if Did you ever try to listen? You know, sometimes I'll be preaching. or And, you know, and I don't expect people to hang on every word. But when I'm really saying something important, I mean... <laughs> All my words are important. But if there's really a, a strike point that God's driving home, he set the stage for it. And I look out, my congregation is either talking to one another or they're typing something to somebody. I don't call them down. If I was some preachers, I would. But I think, how are you hearing anything I'm saying right now? You're talking to your kid about something or you're, you know, you're jib-jabbing with somebody beside you. You're not hearing me. I wonder how many times God thinks that of us when when he's giving us the secrets of heaven 
And all we're interested in is hearing what somebody else is saying to us. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Bless those people, but you better be hearing from God. Not what prophet so-and-so or the, the top ten list on the, on the internet prophets are saying. Seek them later, but shut them out and hear from God. You, you were trained to hear from Him. Do it. Okay, that's all I got. And um, I, I know we're finishing a little bit early, but you've got a lot of verses to look at. You know what? I think I'll just do you a favor. If you say, what was that verse, Pastor? Well, you could, you could look back over it. But I'll just pull it up here and just give you the verses. Psalm 23. I hope you're ready to write them down this time. Psalm 23, 2 Samuel 22, verses 5 through 23. Deuteronomy 29, 28 and 29, Amos 3.7, Psalm 81, 7, Psalm 91, 1, Isaiah 45, 1 through 3, Matthew 6, 1 through 18, Matthew 13, 35, and Romans 16, verses 25 through 27. I speak the blessing of the Lord over all of you. And I thank God for what he's doing in you. May the blood of Jesus continue to be upon you in every way, protecting you, activating you, accessing the tethemes that he's given over you and within you. And may your times with God be precious. And we thank God for it. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in, and um, God bless you all. We love you, and we will be back in touch soon. Good night.